Hello, Pittsburgh Steeler fans all over Steeler Nation. I'm Pittsburgh Owen, the voice from across the pond, broadcasting to you here in the UK, talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers, all things black and gold. So, guys, what's going on in Steeler Nation? What's going on Steeler Universe at this moment in time? So, today, news broke today that we've uh, re-signed Carl Joseph, uh, safety um, who was on our practice squad last year, one tackle last year only, but he will be re-signing to the Steelers and providing, I think, what will be a decent debt piece. Guys, let's not get hung up. Let's not um, get worried that this is our new strong safety. It is not. It is a depth piece. It is someone who is going to add to that safety room along with Trey Norwood and with uh, Miles Killebrew. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick nailed on free safety starter. I still think there is mileage in looking at free agents strong safety and also perhaps in the draft looking at strong safety and i'll be looking a bit more at that later on in my um podcast what else is going on obviously it's been confirmed today as well that um obviously a kelly witherspoon has signed his tender signed his contract and will be returning to the steelers along with carl joseph Outside of the Steelers, what's going on? Well, Bruce Arians today announced that he has retired as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who saw that one coming? Who saw Bruce Arians stepping down, especially after Tom Brady returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, it's interesting to know that Arians has now stepped, well, they say he's retired, but he's kind of uh, stepped up into a front office role, like an advisory role, and that Todd Bowles, uh, who I think is a former New York Jets head coach has taken over as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was the defensive coordinator. So I'm guessing now Tampa will be looking for a new DC. Interesting times, interesting times. And it could it be that again, Antonio Brown has forced Bruce Arians out of a job as he did in Pittsburgh all those years ago? Maybe, who knows? Although I think in Pittsburgh, there was a few other issues surrounding Bruce Arians and what he was doing as the offensive coordinator, uh, nearly getting Ben killed on a, a weekly basis. So, you know, back to our Pittsburgh Steelers, the thing that matters, the team that matters, the only team that matters. So, guys, I've been, you know, working on a few things with my Britsburg Owen media platform. Uh, guys, remember my YouTube channel, Britsburg Owen, voice from across the pond. Please go and check that out now. Go and uh, subscribe. Check out my new videos on Anthony Miller. Is he the future at slot receiver? And on Najee Harris, he needs help. Um, so go and check those videos out. I think I'm up to 70 views on the Najee Harris video. Please go and check that out. Also, we've been working with Mark Davison of BTSC on the Ironcaster the live stream tonight. Uh, go and check that out as well, please. Uh, obviously, like and subscribe Mark's stuff on the Ironcast and on Steelers Nation Australia. Thank you very much for that, guys, in anticipation of your support. So, what are we doing Steelers-wise? Well, you know, first thing I want to talk about today is... Um, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is an absolute stud. I love Najee Harris. He is one of my favorite players. He is just, he's quality. I think it's a fair bet to say that the majority of the offense is going to be going through Najee Harris next season, given the effectiveness he was last season. I mean, last season, you've got to remember this guy was running behind the 26th ranked offensive line in the NFL, a line that, well, gave up, was it 0.9 yards before contact? I mean, what chances of running back got? I mean, 66.5% of Najee's yards came after contact. I mean, this guy was constantly been hit in the backfield, but get his legs churning, got moving, stiff arm people off and gained those extra yards. Look at Najee's uh, stats for this year. He took 929 snaps. He took, I think it was 80 to 90% of the snaps at running back. Uh, 
Benny Snell, Kalen Balage, and Anthony McFarlane when he was included were not really much help to him. He had 307 rushing attempts uh, for 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns on an average of 3.9 yards per carry. If you add into that the fact that he had 74 receptions for 467 yards, scoring three TDs with an average of 6.3 yards per reception, giving Najee a total of 1,667 all-purpose yards on 381 touches. Najee was well used last year in his rookie season and as we saw towards the end of the season Najee got some serious that wear and tear started to have an effect on him you know that injury that he sustained in the Baltimore game was probably down to the the fact that he'd been well used throughout the season and had that wear and tear of being pretty much pounded on on a, on a weekly basis by opposition defenses um, and then obviously coming to the Kansas City playoff game he was not fully fit was he I mean we saw that Najee is not as effective when he is not fully fit. And when we haven't got a fully fit Najee, the Steelers' offense became even more inept than it was last season. So for me, it's even more imperative that we get that help in for him. You look at the guys who backed him up last season. You know, Benny Snell, 36 attempts for 98 yards, 22.7 yards per carry. You know, I'm no Benny Snell fan. I'm not a massive Benny Snell fan. Never have been. I just don't think the guy's got it in him. You know, yes, ecology was effective, but the NFL game and the college game are two separate games. You know, the, the, the NFL is faster. You're playing against better players week in, week out at a higher level. And, and Benny Snell is just not the answer. I mean, even the seasons when we didn't have Najee, Benny Snell, behind even the likes of DeCastro, Villanueva. The guy was running into the back of his own blockers, for goodness sake. So he's so not the answer. Balaj is a power back, but a power back who is not even in the same class as Najee. And we need a change of pace back. Something Balaj is not. He was 12 attempts for 36 yards, averaging three yards per carry last year. And Mac, who was a healthy scratch more often than not, showing, I think, a lack of faith that the Steelers organization have in Ant Mac. Uh, the fact that he probably falls over his own feet quite a lot probably was the reason for that. I mean, Mac, three attempts, three yards, averaging obviously one yard per carry is not that impressive. So there's obviously, I think, a real need there for us to go out and get an RB2. Now, where is it best to go and get that RB2, I hear you ask me? Well, Steeler Nation, for me, the best place, I think, is to go out and get an experienced free agent. I've come around to that. Initially, I was thinking of draft. I was thinking, you know, the likes of Tyler Goodson out of Iowa, who is lightning fast, Sincere McCormick, someone like that um, in a later round pick. But I think we need to make sure that we get someone in who is going to be a guaranteed backup, someone who is NFL battle-hardened, someone who is NFL experienced, who we know we can rely on in that running back two slot. So who's out there? Here's the possibilities. What is, what is the situation with the free agent? market at running back so you know you're looking at the likes of sony michelle the guy who played for the la rams last year you're looking at the likes of marlon mack uh, from the indianapolis colts who was a backup to jonathan taylor last year philip Lindsay, ex-denver bronco Tariq cohen ex-chicago bear someone of that caliber um latavius murray who was at the bottom of ravens uh Justin Jackson from the LA Chargers, someone of that caliber. Someone like Marlon Mack for me would be the perfect, perfect RB2. Someone who could easily do 10 to 15 carries a game and could really give Najee a break and be that option who you can know you can guarantee on to deliver. He's, he's NFL battle tested. He's NFL battle hardened. He's proven at the NFL level. He averages about 4.2 yards per carry. He's strong. He's quick. He's a possibility, I think, and someone the Steelers should definitely look at. Sony Michelle is another person who has obviously won two Super Bowls with the Patriots and now with the Rams. Philip Lindsay, ex-Bronco, is another person, again, who averages about 4.2 yards 
per carry. So there's plenty of options out there of free agency for us to bring in that running back too. But it's something we definitely need to do. We can't keep using Najee as we have been. We cannot expect him to have somewhere between 350 and 400 touches next season. Otherwise, we're going to run the wheels off him. We're going to risk him getting injured. And, you know, as we saw with the Titans last year, when they lost Derrick Henry, they became less effective. And I think it's the same with the Steelers. Could you imagine if we lost Najee Harris for any length of time? That would be a massive gap in our offense. Um, and we need all the best players that we can possibly get on our offense for our offense to be effective. We need to give Mitch Trubisky, who I think will be the quarterback one next year, every possible weapon he can have to become um, a danger to the opposition and really give the Steelers the very best opportunity to win and be successful next season. So for me, obviously, I think it's time that we backed up Najee. And I think through the free agency is the best way to do that. Obviously, the Steelers have obviously been active in free agency already. Signed players, you know, signed Levi Wallace. They've signed Miles Jack. They've signed James Daniels, Mason Cole, Gunnar Olszewski, or whatever the guy's name is. I, I really do struggle with those last names sometimes. Um, you know, players like that, they've already brought in some quality there. And I think the O-line will be better, which will obviously serve Najee and Gusta and whoever we bring in as a running back too. Um, yeah. Looking at the Steelers as well, you know, there's this constant um, sort of uh, line, constant, you know, um, what's the word? Constant diatribe in the media that we are the worst team in the AFC North. You know, I think that's absolute rubbish, personally. You know, you look at our defence for next season, you know, you've... It, if we get to it back, I know that's a, no, that's a big if and there's been a lot of negativity, no, not negativity, but a lot of lack of positive statements around that in recent times from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert. But Tyson Alo-Alo is likely to return. Cam Haywood is likely to return. Alex, Alex uh, Highsmith, TJ Watt, the defensive player of the year, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Minka Fitzpatrick, Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, Minka Fitzpatrick. There's some absolute quality there in that defense. That defense is not uh, a defense that's, that is going to struggle next year. That is an elite level defense. You know, a front seven that would scare most people. And, you know, people talk, you know, well, you know, the... The Bengals have got Jerry Burrow, they've got Jamar Chase, they've got T. Higgins, they've got Tyler Boyd, they've got Joe Mixon. Oh, you know, the Browns have got Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, and Baltimore have got Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Hollywood Brown. You know what? Or well, so what? <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson is 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 someone who is constantly running for his life against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We haven't lost the Ravens since 2019. We own the Ravens. Uh, the Browns as well. Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's a good quarterback. But you know what? How's he going to be a good quarterback if he's sat in the stands if he's suspended? Then you've got Jacoby Brissett coming in. And even if Watson does play, if he's constantly got TJ Watt in his face, Alex Smith, Alex Highsmith in his face, um, or Cam Haywood in his face, or Stefan Tuitt in his face. I don't care how good you are, but if you've constantly got pressure on you, you cannot perform your best. Same goes for Joe Burrow. You know, if we've constantly got TJ Watt getting to him, Alex Highsmith getting to him, Stefan Tuitt, Cam Haywood, Miles Jack, whoever, you know, put pressure on them, shut down his read options with the likes of Levi Wallace, with the likes of Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't care how good you are as a quarterback. You know, you cannot overcome a defense like that. You look at the coaches as well. We've got some excellent coaches next season. You know, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is someone who gets criticism from certain groups in, in Steeler Nation and other groups. I think that's so unfair. You know, okay, the playoff record is something that you could use to beat him over the head with. But in terms of regular season, we have not got a losing season in the last 
since 2003, I think it is. Next closest is Kansas City with 2012. I mean, come on. I mean, the other thing as well, think about Tomlin last season. Tomlin took that very, very average, average, average roster to being only half a game back on those much-vaunted Bengals that went to the Super Bowl. That Bengals team that was seen as being exciting and awesome and just downright and brilliant by the media we're only half a game better than that Steelers team that they said were rubbish that with a quarterback that was past his best, apparently. So, you know, let's just think about that, guys. That Our head coach is the best in the AFC North and probably, with the exception perhaps of Bill Belichick, the best in the AFC. We've also got a new DC in Terrell Austin. We've got Brian Flores on board. Brian Flores is going to bring so much, as Mike Tomlin said in his interview this week, to the franchise, you know, in terms of his advice, not just on defense, but across the whole team. This guy's an ex-head coach who coached Miami to two winning seasons and Miami who are historically recently since the days of Don Shula have been a franchise that have not been overly successful Jerry Olavsavsky Carl Dunbar some great coaches on that defense also they've gone in all in this year and giving Matt Canada the best opportunity he can to run his system and get his system to work uh, you know, they've brought in that mobile quarterback now they've got someone in Mitch Trubisky who is going to provide um better play than Ben did. And I know that's sacrilege to say, but, you know, Mitch is more mobile than Ben ever was at the end of his career. You know, after 2019, Ben really did really did suffer um, in mobility side of things. Frisman Jackson, the receivers coach, someone who I think is, you know, going to come in and get the best out of um, the likes of Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And obviously, we still need to add to that wide receiver room. Um, more of that shortly. Uh, Maya, Pat Meyer as well, you know, to retune and, and make that offensive line more aggressive. And those pieces we've added at offensive line to give him the chance to do that. Uh, so, you know, there's every Mike Sullivan. Yes, Mike Sullivan, the quarterback coach, not Mike Sullivan of the Penguins, is another one who is going to give us an uh, opportunity. You know, look at what he did with Dwayne Haskins. He's already started to make Dwayne Haskins a better quarterback. Um, but he can build on the work that Brian Dabol and Ken Dorsey did in Buffalo with Mitch Trubisky and make Mitch Trubisky an even better quarterback. So to say we're going to be the worst in the AFC, I think is utter rubbish. Um, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't do um, fourth place. We don't do struggle. We, we, you know, we're someone who is always there competing. And I think this season is no different. We will be competing at the top for this division and for a playoff spot. I have the utmost con confidence in Mike Tomlin and the boys. You know, we've still I've got the draft to go. We could draft some even more talent. We've still got free agency time to draft more free agents, like I said, with a free agent running back. If you look at uh, the present Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously strong safety is a concern going forward. There is obviously talk of free agents like DeMonte Kazee, Ken O'Neill, um, Landon Collins, Tyron Matthew, Terrell Edmonds. Personally, I'd be happy enough to get Terrell Edmonds back. I think he would provide uh, the perfect foil to Minka Fitzpatrick and the fact that he is very good at running with tight ends and running backs as well and covering those opposition tight ends with two. So, Plus the draft, I think there are, there are so many players in the draft at that safety position who could come in and really do a decent job. Obviously, you know, some of the likes of Cal Hamilton will be gone inside the top 10, but I love the likes of Daxton Hill, of Jaquan Brisker, of Luis Cine, uh, Luis Cine out of Georgia. Jaquan Brisker is someone who I think we should really look at. Jaquan Brisker um, is, was the defensive captain for Penn State. He was the Penn State uh, defensive MVP. MVP last year and as a Penn State college fan I am a big fan of Brisker. Brisker's physical, he's fast, he's got massive hands, he is a great cover, he can go back and cover or he can come into the box and stop the run. 
he's got that all-round safety game and would be a great foil for Minka Fitzpatrick. He's got the physicality to run with tight ends as well, which is something that Edmonds was very good at. So I'd love to see someone like Jaquan Brisker drafted and someone who could be available in that second round. Daxton Hill, like I said, is another one who could be brought, possibly brought in. He's described as being the Honey Badger light, a young version of the Honey Badger. And he is lightning quick, lightning fast, probably too fast for a safety, if that doesn't sound too silly to say. Uh, more got cornerback type speed. But obviously, wide receiver is a position that um, is really concerning for a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Um, I've dropped a video today on my YouTube channel explaining that Anthony Miller is a possibility to play slot receiver, given the fact that he played slot receiver in Chicago with great success with Mitch Trubisky in 2018 and 2019. Um, someone that Trubisky came to depend on in the same way that Ben came to depend on Juju Smith-Schuster. But wide receivers, wide receivers in this draft are deep. This is one of probably the deepest class in the present 2022 draft class. You look down that list, you've got, and I'm not saying these guys will be available at 20, well, all these guys will be available at 20, but you've got Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, Drake London out of USC, you've got uh, Jameson Williams out of Alabama, Chris Alave out of Ohio, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, Jahan Dotson. Um, out of Penn State, again, another uh, person I'm a big fan of. George Pickens out of Georgia, son of uh, former Bengals receiver, Carl Pickens. John Mechie the third out of Alabama. Sky Moore of uh, Western Michigan, someone who's actually played with Mike Tomlin's son, and, and we know that Tomlin is a big fan of Sky Moore. Uh, Calvin Austin the third, um, who is out of Memphis. Someone who, again, has got a lot of press uh, and is seen as being a, a decent prospect, and, and obviously the Combine showed this guy up to be um, a quality, quality receiver in Christian Watson out of North Dakota. He is, we're talking six foot five. He's a big, big guy. Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati as well, who uh, was very effective in working with um, uh, Desmond Ridder in Cincinnati. Someone, obviously Desmond Ridder, that the Pittsburgh Steelers are interested in drafting, possibly in that first round at pick 20. Um, given that uh, Desiree would be a decent fit for the Canada system, that he is the archetypal mobile QB. Um, for me, though, you know, looking at that, looking at that draft, you've got some fantastic receivers. I, I read an article the other day that compared Chris Alave to Jerry Rice. Chris Alave out of Ohio State. Um, you know, he's not even the wide receiver one at Ohio State. You know, that was Garrett Wilson. Uh, Chris Alave as well. He's someone who is, when you think he catches the ball and you think, God, he's quick. He then goes to an even better speed. He goes even quicker, like a hyperdrive, like some sort of nitrous oxide in his system kicks in and makes him go even faster in a sort of fast and furious type way. Um, Chris Salave, you know, he's, he's 21 years old. He is from California. He's six foot one, 188 pounds. Um, he is a three-year starter in uh, at Ohio. Uh, quality player, you know, like I said, I've seen him compared to Jerry Rice in terms of the way he runs his routes, the way he slices through defenses, the way he's able to cut and move. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, saying that this guy is uh, by any stretch of the imagination, Jerry Rice, you know, Hall of Famer, Jerry Rice, an awesome receiver. But even if he was half as good as Jerry Rice, that would make him an absolutely awesome target for Mitch Trubisky in 2022. Last season, uh, 65 receptions, 936 yards, 13 TDs, and he averaged 14.4 yards per catch. He's a really decent prospect there for me. Um, Jahan Dotson is another one, a guy out of Penn State, uh, someone who can provide um, decent play on the ground, decent play through the air. He's a real live wire, a real speedster. Um, 
He was someone who really brought Penn State's offense alive this past season. He's five foot eleven. He's one hundred eighty-four pounds, very much in that Antonio Brown style mold. Someone who I think could be a really good prospect in black and gold. Uh, in terms of his stats for last year, ninety-one receptions, one thousand one hundred eighty-two yards, twelve touchdowns, averaging thirteen yards per catch. A real live wire. Someone who could even fall to that second round, um, Jahan Dotson. So another possibility. Um, you know, if the Steelers didn't want to take a receiver in the first round, if they were so intent on taking a quarterback or even a defensive tackle, uh, someone who may be available in that second round is George Pickens out of Georgia. He is six foot three, two hundred pounds. He's a big guy. Uh, he's got long arms, big hands. He's quick. He's strong. He can run through blocks. He can beat off tackles. He is a big guy. He's probably everything that we wanted Chase Claypool to be, but Chase Claypool hasn't been at this last season. Um, last season, he came. He, he suffered an ACL tear and has had to come back from that. So he's only got five receptions, 107 yards. Um, the previous season in 2020, he had 36 receptions, 513 yards, um, six touchdowns, long of 51 yards. So another person there, a possible uh, candidate. Now, as I mentioned earlier, a guy called Sky Moore. Sky Moore um, played with Mike Tomlin's son. Um, in, and we know that the Steelers are big big fans of Skymore. Skymore is out of Western Michigan. He's five foot 10, 195 pounds, and is certainly seen as someone who could be used in a Debo Samuel type way. Um, even on the ground as a, to run, run those jet sweeps, run some gadget plays out of that backfield, but also could be a threat in the wide outs. Um, he's quick. He's, uh, you know, he's 4.41. Uh, he ran in the 40 yard dash, 34.5. Uh, inch vertical jump, 125 inch, uh, 125 on his broad jump. He, you know, he's a real decent prospect, Skymore. Someone else that who could bring in um, to Steelers and provide a real future quality wide receiver. He's been productive all three seasons that he's played in Western Michigan. He plays a good pace. He's got the ability to tilt coverage with his press release. He's got efficient footwork. He creates space and, and separate separation on his route, on his route running. Uh, he's got good eyes as well. He can snap his eyes straight back to the quarterback as soon as he starts off his route. He is a decent um, prospect for the Pittsburgh Steelers to pick up. Um, the other guy that I've talked about quite a lot is uh, Christian Watson. Christian Watson out of um, North Dakota State. Christian Watson is a big old dude. You know, he is uh, six foot five, 94 kilos. He last year, 43 receptions, 800 yards, seven touchdowns, um, you know, 18.6 yards per catch. Another decent prospect. Um, and wide receiver, because his wide receiver class is so, so deep um, and is a real potentially good quality wide receiver class for the Steelers to take a wide receiver. They didn't take one last year. I think there's a strong likelihood they could take one this year, either in that first or second round. And it, like I said, it is a need for the Steelers with only those two recognized wide receivers in Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. We obviously are fast approaching the draft. It's now the 1st of April today, and we are um, obviously 28 days away from the draft um, and finding out who the Steelers are going to pick at pick 20. Unlike last year, when I think it was well known that if Najee was there at 24, that was who we were going to go for. There's no guarantee, I don't think, that, that of who we we're going to get, whether we're going to go for um, go for a wide receiver, go for a cornerback. I know there's a lot of... Um, talk that the Steelers are going to get their quarterback this year, given the fact that uh, Tomlin and uh, 
Colburn and a lot of the Steelers top brass like Canada, Sullivan, Flores have all attended a lot of pro days for these quarterbacks, you know, the likes of Malik Willis, of Kenny Pickett, uh, Des Ridder, Matt Corral, Sam Howe, Carson Strong. You know, they've been at every pro day. So there's that likelihood that it could be that this year is the year they take that quarterback, despite what has been said about this quarterback draft class going forward. Um, you know, I think the Steelers obviously still have a number of positions of need, strong safety being the highest amongst them, and wide receiver, I think, being the second, and then obviously running back two behind Najee. Uh, quarterback, I think, is less of a need now. I think we've got to put our faith that Mitch Trubisky could very well give us two really good years and give us the option. We know none of us can speak with definite confidence about what Mitchell's going to be like in 2022. Uh, we can hope that, obviously, the time that he spent in Buffalo working with uh, Brian Dabol and Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen would have put him in the perfect stead to be a really effective quarterback going forward um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the fact that he's desperate to find um, that place where he can be a starter and be at that uh, first round draft pick. You know, as Kay Adams said, uh, he suffers from the draft shaft that he was picked before Mahomes. Uh, and people use that as a stick to beat him with. You know, he didn't have to be picked before Mahomes. It, it wasn't his fault that he was taken before Mahomes and it's turned out the way it has. Uh, that was the Chicago Bears decision. Uh, Matt Nagy, I think, ruined uh, Trubisky, tried to turn him into a pocket passer, something he was not. I think there's probably a strong likelihood that if uh, the Bears had taken someone like uh, Mahomes, they could have well, very well ruined him as they ruin, seem to ruin all their quarterbacks. Uh, Chicago, New York, uh, places where quarterbacks go to die. Cleveland too, obviously, as well. Um, but, you know, just a few thoughts there, a few random bits and pieces there today on our Pittsburgh Steelers. So, guys, uh, thank you for choosing to listen to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the content. If you have, give me a, you know that positive rating on Spotify. Um, spread the word, uh, you know, to your friends about this uh, UK dude who keeps talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, remember as well that I've got my YouTube channel. Please go ahead and check that. Get uh, please subscribe. Get my help me get my subscriber numbers up. Britsburg Owen voice from across the pond. I've just put a couple of videos up today about Najee Harris why he needs help, and also about Anthony Miller, the next possible slot receiver for the Steelers. Please go and check those out. Um, I've also got my Twitter, Britsburg, at Britsburg VFATP. Please feel free to hit me up on there with your thoughts and opinions. Uh, Instagram, Britsburg Owen. Facebook, uh, Britsburg Owen, voice from across the pond. Um, on my group, which is over nearly, I think, 1,400 members now. Please come along and join that. That would be fantastic. I love having Steelers from all over Steeler Nation, whether you are US, UK, uh, Canada, Oceania, or Asia, wherever you're from, please come and join Steeler Nation. We are Steeler Universe, aren't we? We really are a worldwide fan base. Once again, thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm going to finish this off now, and I look forward to speaking to you in the future please look out for me as well on btsc on sunday on bad language podcast with brian anthony davis i'll be on there please have a look at that as well uh, so yeah thank you very much for listening and i wish you all the best steeler nation and let's finish this as we always do here we go steelers